Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let the word go forth fool me once are you fired up i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel fool me can't get fooled again Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kitzel here, hanging out with Travis. How you doing, Travis? How's it going, Ben? Oh, just just dandy. I uh, I just watched that uh, f- just beautiful video of Fifty Cent uh-huh. throwing a pitch at a uh, a Major League Baseball game. How do you do? Well, he's looking straight ahead. Good. All two hundred twenty five pounds of solid ripped ball throwing muscle. Absolutely. And he's looking straight ahead, and that ball goes um, about three miles off to the side. <laughs> That's inspiring, it's, it's actually. Really, it's really kind of a confidence booster because you can see that with all of his all of his bluster, he still he still knows he's fifty cent. But yeah. he, he just made a such a, a, a such a fuck up and he has to sort of keep going that's it's it, embarrassing but that, you know it's almost like i imagine that's the face he made when he got shot nine times the nice thing is after you get shot nine times and you survive when you throw a pitch and let's just say it goes a little awry and not that big of a deal like nothing is a big deal anymore yeah after you've been shot nine times i've said it before maybe that's i'll the say only- it again stop shooting 50 cents maybe that is the only way he could survive <laughs> the embarrassment of throwing so abysmally bad at, at, a, at a sporting event no nothing wrong with failing at throwing a ball it's the story of my freaking life all right, we got a lot of stuff to get to. We'll discuss. We'll continue to discuss what's going on in policing across America. Uh, Minneapolis has moved forward when it comes to their plan to dismantle or defund uh, the police. It sounds good, but then when you actually look at the verbiage, it's one of those situations where. They have agreed to agree to at some point discuss it. Yes. That is how it all works. It is. I really wish. I wish Schoolhouse Rock. I wish it was correct. Yeah. I wish it was so easy. But there is so much red tape when it comes to actually passing yeah, legislation so the, that could see true social change. The city council has a veto proof majority of nine people out of 13 yes. that says, yes, we will look at and think about and perhaps maybe make a vision board for disbanding sure. or uh, you know getting rid of the police department in Minneapolis. A weird thing is though, uh, St. Paul, which is like right there, right next to mm-hmm. Minneapolis of is, course. is not talking about any of this. It's the Twin City. So they'll be just sort of like potentially disbanding Minneapolis, but then St. Paul is going to have their own like enforcers off to the side. Well, you're going to have to get them on steroids like the Iranians do. You got to get those big old buff dudes because they're going to be working for two. And another another Ma- weird thing about this is that the the actual like process of disbanding the police in Minneapolis requires like they'll basically have to vote unanimously to change their charter because it's right. like the the DNA of their city requires that a uh, some percentage of well uh, of police per 
citizen. They're going to need to put their place on double secret probation, much like Dean Warmer did in the hit film Animal House. Double secret probation for all of them. Also, if you had a chance to watch the video that has gone a bit viral, Handsome Fry. He got himself, oh, it's about to be a horrible pun, deep fried. When he went out and spoke publicly, I told you it was about to be a horrible pun. Uh, When he went out and spoke publicly uh, in front of uh, the protesters, uh, the peaceful protesters in Minneapolis, uh, he said that he would not defund the police. And they said, well, then it's no more fun for you. Boo. Boo you, sir. And he walked out in shame, which I have to say this. My favorite thing in politics is when you can publicly shame yes. a public official because that is our duty and now, as their boss. And now I am remembering where I saw a phrase face. That was actually the same face that 50 Cent made ah. when he threw the pitch at that oh, game. Oh, poor Threw God. it into the stands. No, I'm just sad for 50. Um, so we're going to talk more about that. There's a lot of red tape within the police departments. And, uh, you know, that is what's sucking up a lot of this money. We have to disband these unions. Uh, Camden, New Jersey, for example, was able to do it. Uh, It started in 2008 when uh, no money was anywhere to be found except for money for the war. We were in the midst of a recession. Cops took a hit. This is not that crazy yeah. is is what i'm trying to say in other words well so what can the idea is stop the union bureaucracy the union police unions we talk about union busting all the time teachers unions dismantled um you know any kind of auto unions gone yeah any kind of union that actually protects people that raise our children, that create the cars that we rely on to not explode when we're on our way to work. The only union that has seen itself get stronger yeah. and stronger and stronger every year, like Hulk Hogan on steroids every year has been the police union that's what's sucking up the money. Yeah. That's why they're able to murder people. That's why they're able to get away with it. The police for Brianna Taylor, still out there, hanging out at Applebee's, eating wonton tacos, laughing over a Coors Light at the end of a hard day working of shooting people during no-knock raids, which have now also been banned yeah. in certain places. But the bureaucracy of policing, the union in policing, damn, are those people, they, those guys got power. Yeah, and those guys... They have, they have, if I may say so myself, they have a thuggish quality to them because sure. just this past week, Mayor Garcetti of L.A., he did promise in a big public declaration to remove $250 million from the police budget right. uh, for the next year. But then he was then very publicly uh, told by the police union head, <laughs> the police union said, uh, the police union head said that Garcetti was basically unwell and that he should really <laughs> he basically threatened Garcetti's life he was like well this is he great. should he should really be careful I think somebody should check on him because uh things are not thing, things are maybe not like mentally stable in the Garcetti household you know I'm just so happy that the that the wire got a season six yeah and yes it's real life Sure, Mayor Garcetti might be killed by the police chief. Who knows what's gonna happen or the head of the police union who knows what could occur? But, but the wire is now alive and well in reality television shows all across our news channels. Speaking of 
reality television shows. And I want to get on to um, what Donald Trump has done this week right. to uh, destroy or to uh, harm a very marginalized group, of course, that's transgender folks within our communities. Just out of pure cruelty and spite, uh, Donald Trump has reversed some Obama-era policies. I want to talk about that uh, immediately following this conversation here. But just to give ourselves a one-handed clap, if we could. Yeah. Not that we had anything to do with it, but oh, you right. know, we, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were mildly uh, influential, perhaps. Cops, after <laughs> 33 years. Yeah. The TV show, the hit show Cops, after 33 years of watching police abuse poor people, of all colors, that's how diverse they were. Cops, mostly, uh, obviously, poor black people. The show Cops has been canceled after 33 years. Yes. Which is, it was a, it was a piece of fabric in the American quilt. Well, But thankfully, <laughs> you will have 33 years of reruns to watch cops busting huffers, busting people for stealing bikes, and occasionally having to wrangle a zebra who has escaped the zoo. It's it's certainly 33 years of like documentation of police brutality. So yes. if, if you need any oh, reason... You, oh, have you seen the extended cut? If you need any reason to de- <laughs> defund the police, you have 33 years worth of footage. But, I would, uh, you know, I I would will, love to watch Cops the extended cut and just see what the they left on the editor's floor. Yeah. And this is great and all, but I, I will not rest until Paw Patrol is off the air for once and for all. Buddy? I don't care if they're. I don't care if they're puppies. Oh. They they represent a system that brutalizes uh, our our black Americans. I don't know about Paw Patrol. I have to uh, support the dogs. I support the dogs. They got to go into the kennels. They got to free the dogs on death row. Wrongfully convicted of not being cute. Yeah, which I think is how you get on death row if you're a dog. Also, a even trashier show. Then cops, which, is it possible? Oh, yes. This is modern America. We can get a hell of a lot trashier. Live PD also canceled Dan Abrams. He's a worm. He's a parasite sucking the soul of this country. I am so happy the show Live PD has been canceled. It could not have come at a worse time for that show. The fact that while filming, an innocent civilian died because the cops were probably acting for the camera yeah and somebody died in a car crash honestly they have they have so congratulations live pd you're one of the only shows with an actual kill count that i mean it really should be called live leak pd it is really really brutal and that is the that you know cops being put off the air it was geriatric it was like it was kind of old school police brutality but live pd really souped up they had like the weapons from halo they had like the the needle gun in, in live pd so you it's good to see that one really be taken to the cemetery and speaking of weapons again before we get to uh the transgender uh issues facing the transgender community which means it's an issue facing us because we're all together we're all together in this strange strange ride we call life tear gas has been tear gas you know you would think the country has been listening to nothing but Sinead o'connor nothing compares to you <laughs> the youth are crying we yeah. see the tears running down their face, but they're not watching the beginning of Bambi or the beginning of the film Up, which is one of the saddest yes. intros in the history of any movie. She loses a child. He dies. She dies. He's alone. Thank God for fat Boy Scouts everywhere, saving our elderly men. 
an Ohio protester. This story is really freaking sad. Ohio protester, not that it matters, but she is just young, vibrant, 22-year-old gal going out there and doing her civic duty, uh, protesting the death of George Floyd, protesting police brutality. Really, her heart was in the right place. You better tear gas her. They did. They also uh, gave her pepper spray. They pepper sprayed her because I'm looking at a picture of now and it's like, if you're not scared of this chick, yeah, you better. I mean, the audacity of these mostly grown ass men looking at a 22. And I don't care if it's a girl, a, a man, whatever you don't. They, they're, they're they're just horrible. You've all been watching the, uh, the videos we're seeing ad nauseum. It's it's insane that the cops haven't noticed that cell phones pointed at them mean you're being filmed. Like, even if you are going to punch somebody, you got to be smart about it. You got to do it all. All dads, no pressure points. Yeah. So you can still hurt your child when in church. So you're fi- You got the index finger and the thumb. You know, you got to go right in between there. You squeeze that. Mm-hmm. You got the back of the neck squeeze. You can smile. Your father will smile knowing that he's hurting you because, yeah, you're playing your game. Uh, you're playing your Game Boy or something. I'm from the um, from the generation of Game Boy. But these cops are so obvious with their abuse. And now he has cost a young girl her life. Her name was Sarah Grossman. Uh, she attended a demonstration on May 28th. She was exposed to tear gas and pepper spray. Uh, it was discharged by police as uh, part of crowd control because... Nothing says controlling a crowd like making them go crazy. Yes. Like making them have to turn well, around and run. It is such horseshit. Taking their mask off after they've after they've uh, laid down on the street uh, in your, with your request. And then taking their mask off and spraying them in the face is definitely a way to uh, quell the unrest. Two days after she was tear gassed, she ended up dying. This is very sad. The day before... She was found unresponsive by her family at about 10 p.m. She was rushed to Sycamore Hospital. Uh, This is according to the Dayton Daily News. Uh, They reviewed the coroner's report, and it, uh, it shows that the young woman's death was under investigation. An ER nurse reported her death as suspected overdose, but no toxicology screen has been completed to show drugs in her system. And, of course, her family denies that she does uh, drugs. So we have a situation that she may have been allergic to what they were spraying, similar to like a peanut allergy or something like this. This is according to a city spokeswoman, Robin Davis. This is what she told the Dayton Daily News. Police did use gases to disperse crowds that night. We haven't received an official complaint, nor have investigators in Montgomery County talked to Columbus police. Okay. So basically what we have here is a situation where it is extremely possible, if not likely, that this woman died because police used tear gas. Grossman's sister said online that she may have died from respiratory issues caused by the tear gas. Now, interestingly enough, and I didn't know this, but did you know that tear gas and pepper spray, according to the Geneva Convention, it's like outlawed in war. Right. It's considered a chemical weapon, and it is extremely prevalent. I had no idea... When nations are at war with each other and they are massacring each other at, at, at just nonstop, 
they still have more rules than our police do when trying to disband peaceful protesters. What is going on here? I really don't understand how this this Geneva Convention law is not being uh, sort of adhered to. Meanwhile, David Guetta does a MLK Jr. speech remix on the top of a building in New York City, and that's not against the Geneva Con- Convention? <laughs> So, the U.S. Chemical Warfare Service developed tear gas grenades for use in riot control in 1919. Using these gases, which obviously cause uh, asphyxiation in warfare uh, and other similar weapons, were prohibited under the Geneva Protocol of 1925. It prohibited the use of asphyxiation gas or any other kind of gas, liquid, substances, or similar materials, a treaty that most states have signed. So... The Geneva Protocol of 1925, it says that tear gas should not be used in war where we are actively trying to kill each other, kill each other's leaders, destroy their economies, do everything you can to win. And they're like, no, 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 no. We can't treat these people the same way we treat folks who want to have our cops stop killing civilians. Well, in Seattle, they the there's a federal judge that said, "Hey, you you for real now. You cannot use tear gas or pepper bullets or like for real real or, like, or for real real like real. mega bombs on the the protesters." And sure enough, the the police have consistently ignored the ban on tear gas uh, among wow. the other things. And actually, it, speaking of t- Seattle though, I do have to commend the the Chaz zone of of Seattle. What's the Chaz zone? Well, it's just Chaz. Sorry, it's like saying ATM machine. Uh, ah. So so Chaz is the Capitol Hill autonomous zone. Okay. And so what has happened is that a weird thing happened during the Seattle protests. The police preemptively abandoned the the, the East District Police Department in downtown Seattle, hmm. and uh, it seemed to be the case that the police were sort of. Leaving the police department very, very unprotected uh-huh. and empty because they it's it, Is would, it a honeypot situation. It would appear to be a honeypot situation. They thought the protesters were going to lick their lip their lips and like do the <laughs> Tex Avery eyes at the police department and then <laughs> yeah. throw Molotov cocktails through the uh, at the building and make it explode. But no, what, no, no. That's what we did when we took out Saddam Hussein. Yes, That's what exactly. We do. Yeah. And well, instead of doing that, instead of causing chaos and. Uh, giving the police sort of more reason to be aggressive and violent towards the protesters, the protesters sort of took that area, put up barricades around it, and turn it in kind in, into kind of like a Coachella, like mm. it, it's just like kind of a, a a county fair vibe there right now. It's just it's just people watching uh, Netflix documentaries on projector screens, sharing medical equipment, just chilling out. It's the cool zone now. All right, there is there is a you know Seattle was cool to begin with, but this this part is the cool zone of Seattle now. That it's called Chaz Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Emphasis on the word hill. Good lord, yeah. Seattle has a lot of those. You'll definitely drop some pounds and you'll get super stoned and you i would like to say that you could get coffee but it's very expensive for some reason but it's very funny they're like trying different tactics to get these protesters out they're not even doing anything they're just chilling in this like in this commune area maybe put on last man standing starring tim allen and then the last man standing is is very deliberately a right-wing or or jay leno's garage which i accidentally watched that one's a little bit more neutral Uh, watched that for five minutes and that was uh 
That was devastating. You know, there was a period during the 2000s where Jay Leno, whenever he brought on a guest, he just sort of would race them in go karts and shit. Do you? Did you remember? This? I I believe it. I've been it's... watching. I've been watching videos of he like uh, he raced Paul Newman in a go kart. Sure. Uh, he raced. Uh, who's the guy from Chachi Loves? Joni loves Chachi. Oh, buddy, you know that's right on the top of my tongue. Yeah. So kudos to the Chaz people. All right. The the citizens of Chaz. Hey, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think they're being too peaceful. That's the one thing you talk about the militia, the the Michigan protesters. They all had their guns and stuff. They were protesting haircuts. But I do believe. Yeah. All legislators should constantly have guns put at their head. They also and took would... over uh, the city hall. I just I just Great. saw that video as well. A, the, a, a point, though, that I want to be made about this is like a lot of the police and the mayor are saying, hey, th- there's no uh, leader. There's no leader of Chaz. And so how are we supposed to sort of make uh, make good on Who demands? Who do we assassinate? Right, exactly. But the thing is, my, my message to state and local leaders as things like this happen, as peaceful um, encampments happen in zones that are now taken over... Just figure it out. Just figure it out. Start well, making it's easier con- said than done. Start making concessions in any way possible. Sitting there and twiddling your thumbs and saying like, "We can't find an open entry point to throw flash grenades in there," and then being like, "They don't have a guy wearing well, a big hat." Uh, I I uh, don't know if these police have been trained in de-escalation. Of course, it seems as if escalation has been the protocol yeah. for a very long time just, in these situations that would not be best solved through violence. I just uh, don't much think... Like, much like how a father might not be able to relate to his son, yeah. except for through doing <laughs> things physical, and then you're like, I don't know how to... We want to have an emotional conversation. Speaking of Tim Mallon, I got to go watch <laughs> Tool Time. I just, I just watched the show within yeah. the show. I just don't think you need a guy that looks like Captain Crunch to like make no. necessarily do this kind of interfacing with no. you know what you know what basically is wanted by all these protesters across the country and you've seen examples of people giving concessions take away the police budget you know make it so that it's not half of the entire city's budget well goes that's to the police. not well of course one of the reasons that that is the case is because law enforcement and I've been talking about this for years has become an extension of the tax it's become a massive massive revenue stream for the cities this is never supposed to be the intention of policing cops were never supposed to um be out there giving citations trying to find as many citations as they can when that's when it's that time of the month uh they get extremely grumpy right and that was never supposed to be what police were there for and that's exactly what we've seen police doing as we saw with ferguson where over half of the city's revenue came from citations that is not the point that is not what they're supposed to be doing and if you ask police i would assume a large percentage of them would prefer not to be doing that it really is it's the busy work of policing and unfortunately because it's such a serious profession their busy work is a constitutional violation. It gets very intense, very quick. Very intense, very quick. Speaking of intense, and again, I want to move on here, but oh boy, we're in it now. So we are in it, and we're talking about it. Um, LA schools. This is an article. <laughs> this is a title from the Los Angeles Times, and I just want you to just just hear this title of this article. Powerful just, stuff. Just, this is a school. So let's just just in case you forgot, wake up. Six o'clock in the morning, tired of shit, you got to go to class. You hate it, but you got to go to school. 
That's what they tell us forever. You gotta at least get a high school degree, then you're on to college, then you're on to bigger and better things. So of course, you're saddled with that, and you might never get out of it. Here's the headline. <laughs> L.A. schools police will return grenade launchers, but keep rifles and armored vehicle. Okay, let me replay let me replay that for you. LA schools police will return grenade launchers but keep rifles and armored vehicle. What the hell is going on when the police have grenade launchers? Now, I have I've heard people rationalize this. I really have where they say, "Well, they're not going to launch grenades. They're going to launch things like tear gas." Okay. How are kids how are kids supposed to learn? Right. You know, when the people that are there to supposedly protect them are also the ones that have grenade launchers at the ready. We have this entire thing flipped. This whole thing has been completely flipped. We need to pop this back out to where it should be. The citizens are in control. We are in control of public servants. We pay their bills. We pay all of their overtime. We pay when they get to go on a vacation because they knocked over a 75-year-old man who Donald Trump has decided to defame because he's so desperate right now. Well, he might be an Antifa agitator. Of course, you know Antifa and 75-year-old men are always hanging out together, especially Catholics. The fact that this is a headline, the fact that this story exists is absolutely stunning. The, the sort How of straight-faced quality of reading it, too, is very uh, unnerving. Dude, if you tell me, tell me this is not an Onion headline. <laughs> L.A. school police will return grenade launchers but keep rifles, armored vehicle. <laughs> that is a freaking Onion headline. Unfortunately, not as funny because it's all real. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. LA Unified is one of at least 22 school systems in eight states that, that participate in the program, which provides law enforcement agencies with extra military grade gear at no extra charge. Isn't that nice? The program gained notoriety after Ferguson. So this is a relatively new program. More than $5 billion in surplus military equipment has been distributed to law enforcement agencies. Of course, that's been since 1997. That's the 1033 program. We've talked about that before. School police departments have increased their presence and force in recent years. Obviously, we understand. There is, we had the Newtown Massacre. We have the, you know, Adam Lanza, uh, we have the Adam Lanzas of the world. We, we yeah. had, you know, Nicholas Cruz, perhaps the most recent one in Parkland. I understand that schools need to have security. But the question is, is this the proper security? As we saw in Parkland, where the man that was on patrol there just booked it out, is a grenade launcher <laughs> and a military armored tank. At what point does it become Security, 
to an oppressive force. Yeah. Like, well, from security to being an oppressive force. How do you learn? I mean, I walk by, you walk by the schools here in, in Brooklyn. And half of the time I'm like, are these kids convicts? Where are the windows? Where is everything? Like, how could I could could you learn in any of these schools? No, I used to have dreams about failing math tests. I never dreamed I'd be like hunted down with a, a grenade launcher. My question is, are these the, if a school needs a grenade launcher, are they teaching the monsters from doom? Are demons? <laughs> I mean, that would make a little bit more sense. Oh, and by the way, I, I'm, I'm on the. Um, so this is all part of the uh, 1033 program, obviously. This is this is the the wonderful trickle down. So how you're asking? Econ- economics don't trickle down. Military goods do. So you're a school teacher. You're a school marm, and you and you got the apple on the desk, and you're wondering how do I how do I get a grenade launcher in this? Of course, I got to circle in it. this mix. By the way, let's also point out. Let's not forget. Teachers have to buy their own supplies. <laughs> like, let's not forget that teachers have to buy no yes. books for students. They have to buy their own pencils. So actually, let they me take that back. They can't even get crayon. They can't even get freaking chalk. You are and some, we got grenade launchers. You're some kind of horrible school supervisor. The teachers are actually like completely, uh, yeah, like you said, they don't have their own equipment. They have to they like have nothing. They have to go to the fucking Dollar General. They're making thirty five thousand bucks a year because their profession is tends to be run by women, and uh, women tend to be teachers, nurses, and things like this. This is why those professions uh, do not get as much money. Now, this sounds, we talk about that, right? Yeah. Where people will say, oh, there is no gender gap in pay. I'm like, there, and people will say, well, those careers just don't get paid as much. Wow. Well, isn't that a coincidence? There's probably a gender disparity in like which weapons they give you too. Like you yeah. don't want the little pea shooter, uh, golden gun from uh, from James Bond. You want you want like a a scope rifle. Well, in California, at least half a dozen school districts allow campus officers to carry high powered rifles. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, but so how do you how do you participate in the 1033 program? I want an armored car. All you have to do is uh, answer these three questions. One is the agency's primary function: the enforcement of laws. Well, in this case, if you're like a if you're like a cop on a school campus, yes, that's it. That is it. That is the case. Two, are the agency's officers paid? Uh, yeah, I, I mean minimum wage, but yeah, we are paid. Uh, and three, do the agency's officers have the powers of apprehension? Uh, I guess I can send a student to like. All I know is he, he, I can put the student in timeout, so I should also be able to wield the most dangerous weapons on the planet. All I know is every one of my friends, including myself, would have been popped in the head by one of these people immediately when I was growing up. I once broke uh, into a school during summer break and climbed sure. through the ventilation shafts by going to the bathroom, getting on a toilet and climbing to the ventilation shaft to go to, to go to my music teacher's room. Uh, while nobody was there because it was summer break, and I knew that my my music teacher had a bag of caramel covered apple suckers. Now I imagine if <laughs> imagine you're like a reverse pedophile. What's yeah. going on? Well, I got the bag of suckers and I I managed to metal gear solid my way out of the the building. But I'd never ever anticipated like a, my music teacher coming at me with a grenade grenade launcher for, no, for music, stealing those suckers. Music teachers were always the best. We had a great music teacher who I didn't know how to play any instruments, but I would go hang out with him all the time. Yeah, I love music teachers. Uh, L.A. Unified has said that uh, the M16 automatic rifle. Uh, it's been modified to semi-automatic since they were acquired in 2001 are, quote, essential life-saving items, and uh, they will continue to be available for trained 
officers. Of course, this also has a lot of people uh, who are saying this probably ain't the best idea. According to Deborah Fowler, she is a deputy director of Texas Appleseed, a social justice nonprofit. Uh, This is what she had to say. She said uh, military grade weapons have no place in our public school campuses. Again, I want to repeat that sentence. Military grade weapons have no place on our public school campuses. Yeah. The fact that anyone would say, (laughs) but is insane. Yeah. We simply, she goes on to say, we're simply calling for a return to common sense when it comes to the way our schools are kept safe. So obviously we understand we live in a militarized country. We have more guns than people. Uh, It's way too easy to get access to guns for people who are mentally unstable. As a matter of fact, the reason that Nicholas Cruz was able to get long rifles was because they passed a law. Now, of course, Parkland and Florida did adjust that. And again, that's Republican leadership. So it's not as if this isn't it's not like Ron DeSantis was the was the governor that that yeah. uh, that put this forth. Um, so it's it's like, OK, I'm like, I'm whatever. I don't care what what logo you wear, what brand you have. We just have to get these things done. But the reason that Nicholas Cruz was able to get long guns was because they banned handguns to people who were 18. You had to wait until you were 20, 21. They said that was not constitutional. You have to have access to guns. And this is how stupid our leadership can be. So they said, yeah, we'll ban handguns, but you can still get an AR. It's mind boggling to wrap your head around it would make your brain. It makes your brain hurt because it doesn't make sense and your brain can't compute. It's like looking at a shadow, as we've been talking about on side stories, and your brain is just like that has to be a man in a hat because I can't make out what the hell else it could be like is is mind bending how stupid these laws are. So the fact that we even have to have the sentence and the fact that this sentence is controversial, military grade weapons have no place on our public school campuses is a horrible, horrible reminder of how far we have to go as a culture in getting peace in our schools and on our streets. This is just as much about guns as it is about culture, as it is about just who we are as a country. I honestly think live PD and cops being canceled is a step in the right direction yeah. culturally. Yeah. We have to stop Schottenfreud viewing. You know, right now, everyone just, they love watching other people suffer because they're currently not so when you don't have a lot of money sure you don't have health insurance you might be dying of diabetes as you hang out in a single bedroom house uh in the middle of alabama but at least you can watch people get cuffed there are so and many then you can feel well my life isn't so bad all of that we need we need a race to the top and right now we're just on such a race to the bottom of how shitty can it get and in order to for that to continue, people have to feel slightly better than now. And that's all yeah. that those shows allow people to feel. I, and honestly, I look at, you know, we for li- for last stream, I look at a lot of old TV shows that were canceled. And uh, the, the number of shows that really deserve to live on uh, throughout the years that got unceremoniously canceled in comparison to Cops, which lasted for 33 years, is crazy. Like, I found the show called Mad Madhouse from 2004. Oh. And what that show is about is a bunch of normal people, quote unquote, go into a big mansion in LA. Oh, I think I remember this. And uh, they are greeted by 
what are called the alts and it's it's uh it's you have a couple of weirdos that they have to live in this mansion with. One is a vampire. Ooh. Uh, one is a, a a naturalist, which means he is constantly nude. Uh, another oh, one. Know. Another on. one is a voodoo priestess. Cool. Uh, another one is a witch. Great. And then the the last one is a modern primitive, which means he has a lot of tribal tattoos and wears a <laughs> nose ring. But the whole show is a modern the primitive. whole show is all these normal people. There's like one woman who's like a uh, conservative Catholic. All the all the checks all the boxes for right. being like normal, and they have to like sleep in the same bunk bed with the vampire. Um, that show got canceled before cops did. Think about that. Very interesting. So let's just. Go on just briefly here. When it comes to defunding, let's talk about this. One of the things we have to be careful with when it comes to reallocating police funds, we don't want the situation to get worse. And you know for a fact that if cops feel stretched, they're going to, we're going to end up getting the brunt of it because quite frankly, again, their union is so strong. We have to make sure that we have community policing plans in place when defunding, right? We have to make sure that we have the the counter to deal with changing the amount of money that these police precincts get. Again, they're taking up way too much of the budget. This is what I put on Twitter when it comes to taxes. You know, I have an idea. Uh-huh. I think, um, I think I should be able to write where my tax dollars go because I'd be putting a hell of a lot more money into education it would just and a hell of a lot less money into cops. No, it would just go to the funding Dave and Busters and uh, No, you don't Buffalo. fund Dave. You are going to you're going to crowdsource your own <laughs> hey, you Buffalo know Wild Wings. Um no, but uh you know Camden, New Jersey as you mentioned yes. did this sort of uh, an interesting alternative to this that, that I don't think a lot of people are considering which is hitting a hard reset button and firing the entire police the, the entire police department and then saying hey if you want to get back in you're going to take psych tests and you're going to do a bunch of other you're going to jump through a bunch of other hoops to make sure that yes. you are fit for the job and not a a sexual predator which oh. will, which is the second most reported incident when it comes to the police misconduct well, which is a while, which is rape no, yeah. and and sexual harassment mm-hmm. uh even as simple as like stopping someone for a traffic violation which then leads to them getting asked out on a date by a police officer but uh i mean going through well, the steps of saying hey i actually deserve so, a gun so in 2011 as travis alluded to the camden police department uh, they became the first law enforcement agency to basically, yes, as as Travis said, to... It's a hard reset. It's really just, hard yeah. reset here. So this is according to Louis Capelde Jr., the county executive. He said, we get a lot of information from residents now to help us fight crime and help us solve crimes, which again, that is good. That's community policing. People talk about like no snitch culture which for the most part I completely agree with, honestly. But we also have, why do we have such distrust? Why do we have such mistrust? Why does someone feel that they're not comfortable going to the police uh, to report violent crime? Anytime you have an interaction with the cops, you're, you're at more risk than if you're not talking to the cops. So why would you put yourself out there, get re-victimized, possibly uh, have these cops see that you've come up to them, and next thing you know, you're in cuffs because they started getting cocky with you. Before you know it, you've been charged with resisting arrest because that in itself is a crime, right. which should never be a crime because that's a crime created by cops. 
Um, you can be pulled over for nothing. Question why you're being pulled over. Question why you're being detained. Next thing you know, you're resisting. Boom. Now you've committed a crime. It's counterintuitive and horrible. Um, so this is one area that has worked in Camden, New Jersey, which obviously you hear the word Camden and it has a lot of negative connotations. But we are talking about a, a predominantly African-American area where the community is interacting with the police. It is a good example of how that's possible. Yeah, like it, right now, we're not even at the area in this country where we can fathom the idea. Well, a lot of people don't have the even the language to talk about what a society looks like. It seems utopian and it seems like so sensational or whatever. But uh it can it can happen, and I I think you know Biden and all the Democrats are saying they're they're not supporting defund the police. They're that as a as a just a rule. Well, again, Biden that's the national right um, right. So what so, I what I'm saying is there is a way to do these reforms, I guess, but there are also the milk toast, lukewarm, really uh, ineffectual ways to do it. Like in 2014, after. Um, the Mike Brown stuff. Obama did do a like big police push. He he made a, a deliberate effort to do the president's task force well, on twenty first century policing. Eric Holder, compared to Barr, uh, Eric Holder, of course, the AG. He was okay. For example, um, there's a great documentary. Oh, I'm totally blanking. It just kind of goes through the. Uh, I think it's uh, Enemy Number One. I believe it's called hmm. Enemy Number One. It's about war on drugs. And it starts with the Nixon administration, which obviously the beginning of the war on drugs was to it was to uh, mess with anti-war whites and blacks. I forget. And we have to give some credit to Eric Holder and to Obama's states rights policy as a libertarian leaning rational person uh, tends to be more left. Um, because I believe that's actually where you find true libertarianism. Um, not that, that that term has been so whitewashed and taken over by fascists. I don't even care for it anymore. But anyway. They, when they allowed Colorado to legalize weed, that was really big. Right. Because now, of course, we had Trump, the Trump administration. They have been hammering states, uh, talking about sending the National Guard and U.S. military in. I mean, just any everything unconstitutional, total violation of states' rights. The Obama administration does deserve some credit well, when it comes to allowing states that passed referendums to legalize marijuana. And that has been a really good step in the right direction. So when it comes to Biden, I understand he's not going to say defund the police. I, he's he, he's playing a na it's national politics. But at the, at the same time, again, not to not to be super lame, but mm -hmm. I think that he would allow for these ideas to percolate. Well, they, that, he would allow these ideas to to if he be even, heard. If he if he I don't know spoke favorably of Camden as an example, that would be one thing. But he and Obama were responsible for this task force that is really the definition of the milk toast, like not going to change anything kind of thing. I read this. It is the biggest. I read this document, and mm -hmm. a lot of the the like. Basically, suggestions that the Obama White House was giving to police departments across the country were like, please act honorably. Literally something that like, you know what, one. Travis, and I'm with you. I'm with you. But right now we have a president who says, please beat the fuck out of them. No, in, I, in that verbiage. I understand that. I But like there is an example of what these like top tier Democrats think reform is. And one of you know, reading that task force document, another one is like use Twitter more to reach out to the community. 
Like these well, are these I mean, are the limp-wristed. Uh, you know what though? I'm I'm with you. I I, I hear what no, you're but saying. What we're seeing is once you get more localized, once you have a yes. city that decides enough is enough, you can dismantle police departments. The thing is, you just have to have. I mean, what do you have instead? You got to figure that out quick. Yes. Um, well, Minneapolis is going to learn on their feet. Absolutely. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at Rosetta Zetastone.com today. Uh, Minneapolis, going back to what I was talking about with L.A. schools, and uh, there's no more grenade launchers. Uh, Minneapolis has now removed police from its public school system. The next step, uh, advocates say, is to stop police from responding to calls for emergency medical uh, services. Supporters of defunding the police, such as um, residents and uh, businesses, they want to embrace a more philosophical shift when it comes to the role of cops in their lives. And again, I think that that is really where we have to go with this. We have the tangible, which is, again, as we've talked about, ad nauseum, do away with the 1033 program, stop incentivizing police precincts to be forced to buy. Otherwise, they have their budgets cut. Obviously, I believe that their budgets should be cut. But right now, there is an incentive to continue to buy military goods because then they get more and more and more money. That all has to go. We have community policing that has to be in place. We talked about in Minneapolis, 90% of Minneapolis police live outside of the city. We need to see that at least 50-50. I understand there's only so many people and so many folks to fill jobs. So I get maybe you do have to hire from outside of your city, but the vast majority or at least 50-50 need to come from within that city. We need new training right now in most other Western countries. It's two years of police training. And those people don't even get guns. Right. They get like billy clubs and a whistle. And here it's 22 weeks and you get a you get a plethora of military goods. You get uh, anything you want to be your own personal version of Batman. Um, but unfortunately, unlike Bruce Wayne, a lot of these officers do not have the greater good in mind. So we have those tangible things and then we have to change our our mental culture. This is not about hating cops. There's a lot of great cops out there. We all know that. And I don't believe, and I, I know, I know this because I've talked to some police. We have a lot of police listeners. They want reform because they don't get into this thing to beat and kill up. They don't get into this to beat up and kill people. They get into this to do 25 years and get a pension and then get out. So it's not, it is not impossible. And I feel like right now, Specifically because we have dumpy dump shit in the White House pushing and prodding and consistently dividing us. Right now, I feel like we're not even to the spot where we can fathom it. And we just have to get to the point where, hey, community policing is totally reasonable, rational and possible. And now we can move forward. So it's a it's a two prong process. And I've been saying this for years and it's on super freaking corny. I'm going to put on my uh, my Marianne Williamson hat, but we got to heal as a country. We have never healed as a country. And I think one of the areas where we can begin that process, and Travis, I want to sh- uh, throw this over to you here, 
is when it comes to the monuments that's happening. Yes. And again, we're going to get to this transgender situation, which is huge, but just started talking about this. So. Yes. <laughs> um, well, the so- monuments that are happening right now. So basically, yeah. I'm sure you all know, the South lost a war, right? And these monuments for Robert E. Lee and, and the like, you would think, oh, right after the war, they must have been popped up there. They must have said, oh, well, we still want to remember the South. No, that's not when these monuments were put in. No, Most of these were the 20s. And most of these were in the 60s. So why was that? That was a purposeful plan by the powers that be to remind us of a horrible past of racial division and and, and division of uh, philosophical thought. And that's why those places, that's why those statues were put in those places. Yeah. And as we saw with Charlottesville, they are, as we called it then, a beacon of bigotry for bigotry. And as far as I'm concerned, and I've always said this, uh, and Travis is going to give a list of conservative uh, statues here in a second, but I don't want to go down the road of ISIS. I'm not for, I don't even want these statues destroyed. I want these statues in a museum. I want context to when they were built, why they were built, and we can learn from the mistakes of our past. Because right now, the only thing we're learning is that we're supposed to honor these people who, I'm sorry, you lost. Well, I will say, speaking of putting these in a museum... They, uh, many of them are not made of museum level quality. They are essentially glor- glorified pinatas. Well, then, then you can pop it. Yes, yeah, is, is it full of candy? No, not unfortunately. No, it's just a bunch of uh, racist goo <laughs> <laughs> that comes spilling out. Oh my! But a lot of them are not these like these marble uh, statues that you would expect at the Pantheon. These these are like shoddy horribly tacky put the good ones then put the good ones in the museum with why, context why even put the i mean why even put because the good if ones? you because you have to remember well because otherwise we're going to repeat it so we just the all and again why were they there this is nixon era stuff this well, is so yeah anyway. yeah you're right though like the in the 20s and the 60s the united daughters of the confederacy which is still a real group who who have uh, in recent articles that i've read had to clarify we are not nazis sure um <laughs> whatever yeah so like after civil war many years after the civil war decades during reconstruction these these statues were put up as a a perpetuation of what is called the cult of the lost cause and this is an idea mm-hmm. that the southerners you know and i i'm i went to middle school in georgia this is a real thing that is taught in in some parts of the south which is the civil war was fought for states' rights, yes, and slavery was quite, quite, quite an insignificant little part of it. Um, well, that's not true. But that is not uh, true but at that's all. The, obviously, that's the yeah, yeah. Texas was notorious for this, and they like all their history books were were uh, basically propaganda. And that's well, what and these statues course, are. Are and just, of course Texas, Texas, and California because they're the two largest school systems. They propagate. I believe all of our uh, Texas is responsible for the textbooks of the country. Actually, McGraw yeah. Hill is based in Texas. Yep, that makes sense. But. Uh, you know the culture of the, the cult of the lost cause emphasizes the fact that there are two sort of races of American. The South was this this very genteel, um, exemplary race of white people who knew the finer sort of details of life and knew the finer things of life. Whereas the Union was moving away from nature and they were more materialistic and grabby and like they they just wanted to industrialize the world and become less human. That is seems, re- a, seems that a bit birth of a nation. Yes. So the the idea that uh, you know the Southerners were more like uh, you know. Thor- row and you know in touch with nature and and 
fine silks and 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 cotton suits and they are more sophisticated and their whole thing was that they were overwhelmed by the north there was there was not a strategical defeat uh and it was not for any unsavory cause that they fought they were overwhelmed by the north's sort of worrying machines and their their dark impulses towards greed and that is a true thing that that is that is a true belief that is now perpetuated with these statues that it was a noble cause right that they were simply it was like a heroic tragedy on the south's part to even defy uh, lincoln in the north but we have these statues being teared down now it almost seems like every couple of years, once things roil over, people say, oh, right, the statues. They're complete well, I mean, nonsense. It's ridiculous to me why we care about a statue more than people. It's also like if you want these statues to represent history, I would have an easier time believing you if you didn't have riots around them. Yes. I mean, look at the difference between how the police treated the KKK, neo-Nazi, anti-Jew sycophants that were marching in Charlottesville right. as they said it's our job to protect them versus how the police deal with a peaceful protest in it's name like, a city in the country. And all those all those Charlottesville protesters were defending a Robert E. Lee statue made of like styrofoam packing peanuts. Right. It's ridiculous. But here here are a list of, you know, the South might actually be defeated. Like the Confederacy might actually meet its end this year if this momentum is kept because a lot of statues have been torn down and we're doing like a, a Katamari white supremacy thing. We're just rolling them up and tossing them out. Um, but so here are some, here are some cities where statues have been taken down. Norfolk, Virginia, All right. Portsmouth, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. Also, statu- I'll tell you that, that, uh, that Virginia governor and Lieutenant governor, they certainly skated, right? Yes. <laughs> that was the, uh, <laughs> for those that don't remember, I was the dude who was busted for very much blackface. Like he wasn't. Yes. He wasn't like he wasn't like Jimmy Kimmel being Carl Malone or was Jimmy it? Fallon being Chris Rock. It was just the classic, <laughs> just the charcoal, yeah. you name it. And then of course the lieutenant governor, he was incredibly accused of sexual assault. But anyway, they're both still there. Yeah. So Richmond, they they tore down a statue of Jefferson Davis. In Louisville, Kentucky, uh, the John Breckenridge Castleman Monument, a statue of a Confederate soldier in downtown was removed. Jacksonville, Florida. What up, Jacksonville? Yo, Jacksonville. Uh, So let's see. They took down a 122-year-old statue and plaque that honored fallen Confederate soldiers. Birmingham, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, Nashville, Tennessee, Alexandria, Virginia. These are all people physically tearing down these these, uh, monuments to a racist... It's all, <laughs> you know I've I've become I have become slightly more extreme in my older age yeah. slightly I'm still normal I'm rational reasonable I don't really I don't care about these people I don't care about I, in the sense that I don't care that they're tearing down the statues I just I used to be a little bit more like well we have to remember I don't know, just tear it down them I don't I mean I don't know like just fine go out there if I'm if I'm one of those people I I tore down a tree when camping once yeah um it's very fun. Yeah. To tear things down with your bare hands. I tore apart my couch with my bare hands. So, you know what? Get the lead out. You know, literally, it would, it and just tear it around. It, and care. it would almost be like, okay, I get it. If they built it in like 1866. Like, exactly. The family was like, oh my God, my my entire family was destroyed and murdered in the Civil War. I need to mon- I need to put a monument up to the soldier who, even though he had a bad idea, he certainly died uh, doing his thing. Sure, 1800s, uh, sure. Yes. Well, I mean, a lot of them, so some of them were like, um, you know, 1890 so it's just such a strange like decades after this actual event but you know another thing that I didn't really consider uh, until this past week is that a lot of our military bases are also named 
uh, after Confederate leaders. Dude, I mean, the worst not the worst one, not a Confederate leader, but certainly would have been. God knows one of the biggest racists in American history, one of the worst people in this nation's history. J. Edgar Hoover. That's still the FBI building. Yeah. I mean, it's all of that. Like J. Edgar Hoover is a horrible, horrible man who is responsible for multiple, multiple murders across every spectrum of American life. He is a horrible man. I, you know, I'm with you to the degree that what does it mean psychologically? And as we're talking about trying to heal sort of that more, that difficult, not, not tangible, not policy, but how do we, how do we fix the soul of this country? I think that getting rid of J. Edgar Hoover's name outside of an FBI building, just so when the cops, just so when the FBI walks into their building, they don't see this as, as a normal yeah. way to act as, you know, as his memory to be a normal way to act because he's a scumbag what does it say that traitors to america who lost a war because they were bad at waging war are the names on several american army bases uh, the one in north carolina sure. uh fort bragg being the like the mother base of of army of uh of soldiers mm. so it's just so strange that they would revere these people and apparently a lot of it was when these bases were created it was almost like a cookie they handed to the the u.s army was like uh, here here is a consolation prize right you can we can name these bases after you know we can name it fort lee if it if it pleases you um but also you have to imagine that it does reflect a certain systemic racism about the whole thing absolutely um, no, and, you, no, and now no, you have no, no. trump you have trump railing against the army secretary secretary saying there's no way in hell these 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 are these are fallen heroes like dude it Shut was up. another country like trump, they, the trump confederacy is, uh, was not america they seceded from the entire country trump, trump is too busy watching one american news listening to true russian agents there's a great open letter that uh david petraeus actually just wrote it is basically him calling for the renaming of all of these uh confederately named bases um and he he makes a lot of good points i I didn't know that west point for example in the main meeting hall there was a picture of robert e lee with a slave in the the main sort of communal meeting hall of of west point all right well i i think that we can do away with that imagery and we can stop uh honoring these people and again we can have them in the history books but we need to have context and stop buildings being named after someone is an honor it is not a uh, an appropriate glimpse at that part of history or who that was as a person so J. Edgar Hoover get rid of his name call it the Ben Kissel building now that right. that has a ring to it all right let's talk about what's gone on with Donald Trump's, uh, with his administration rolling back an Obama-era policy when it comes to transgender rights. And also, uh, it goes even further than that. So let's talk about this. Uh, my personal opinion is Donald Trump only knows how you, to unite through hate. And the only people, the, his supporters, they don't like the same things that he likes. They hate the same things that he hates. Exactly. Yeah. And that is why we have this dark cloud over our nation. Transgender people, it's they are they're perfect for divisive politics. Yes. Because it spikes it it spikes up fear, anger, um, maybe disgust in some people. He Donald Trump dropped the ball so so hard. 
um, when it comes to his response to what's been going on with the protests, when it comes to his uh, horrible holding a Bible upside down uh, for a photo op, uh, destroying people's constitutional rights to protest, First Amendment, bye-bye. So this is, in my opinion, this is him trying to throw some hate at the wall and see if it sticks. And he wants to recoup some of those people he lost with his reaction to the protests by reaffirming their belief that he hates the same things that they, that they do. Yeah. Because this does not need to happen. This is not a national security issue. This is an issue that Donald Trump has brought up for no reason. Yeah. No one was complaining about this. So what has but- happened? <laughs> um, in a statement by Roger Severnio. Uh, Roger Severnio, he is the director of the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights. Um, he announced that Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act would no longer define sex discrimination to include gender identity. So what we have here, first of all, this also happened on the 4th death anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting, right. which was a Muslim extremist who shot up uh, the Pulse nightclub, killed 49 people. And now we have, this is why all religious extremists are the same to me, because now we have Trump who is aligned himself with evangelical extremists mm-hmm. coming together and joining forces. Isn't that nice? Yeah. But truly, when it comes to what is bringing the Trump coalition together, it's hate. In this one area, uh, I believe his name was Muhammad. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on his last name. He would agree with Trump. Yes. The man who shot up the Pulse nightclub. Sh- well, um, it is no mistake. He would be like, nah, well, Trump is kind of my guy. So it's hate that is now bringing together a Muslim extremist um, and a evangelical extremist. Like they're together in bigotry. It also was it Pulse was not just like a heinous act. It was the biggest attack on LGBTQ people in the history of America. Disgusting. According and to, to do it on that date obviously is yes. a it's a is signal. It a, is it a happy accident? I don't think so. Stephen Miller is so far up uh, Donald Trump's ass right now. He's speaking for him. Uh, I think the Stephen Miller is again maybe realizing how tough this re-election is going to be and they're going all in. And let's not forget, Donald Trump's scorched earth politics and scorched earth campaigning is nothing new. Yeah. I mean, we got the four chicks who accused Bill Clinton sitting in front row of the first debate, right? I mean, this dude is, he's going to go all in and he's going to destroy anyone that he has to destroy if he thinks that's going to help him get reelected. And in this case, he says, well, yeah, you might not have liked the way I handled the protest, but can't we all agree? Icky. Yeah. Or can't we all agree? It's like he had a ding dong and now he has boobs. It's like, yeah, bro, you have tits and no ding dong. Shut the fuck up. All right. So in 2016, uh, there was a rule and it, uh, it, it it outlawed sex discrimination, included bias against one's gender identity defined as male, female, neither or a combination of male and female. Um, so Severno said that they will no longer enforce Section 1557 by returning to the government's interpretation of sex discrimination according to the plain meaning of the word sex as defined by male or female biology. So what could this look like in real life, right? They're like, what, what, would this, what would this really mean? Yeah. Well, if you wanted to have a surgery, it would fall under gender assignment surgery. Procedures like hysterectomies, mm-hmm. for example, no longer protected. If you're a woman and you want to get a hysterectomy, a doctor can just say no. Yeah. And that is your body. 
it's your right if you want a hysterectomy for a series of reasons. Let's say you're not even transitioning. Let's just say you perhaps it's it's a medical issue that I, I have no freaking idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm a podcaster. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I would assume there's some medical issues when it comes to the inside of women. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, um, but that is no hospitals can refuse to perform those sorts of surgeries at this point. Well, let me give you even a, a more illustrative example of this. There is a famous or infamous case of this kind of discrimination towards transgendered people from 1995 in D.C. A transgendered woman named Tyra Hunter was going to work. She was the passenger in a car and they the the car itself was T-boned by another car and pulled from Not the, nearly as tasty as it sounds. Right, exactly. So pulled from the wreckage was Tyra and her friend um, the paramedics arrive, a, a male uh, paramedic starts doing the, what is the protocol, is to start cutting away uh, part of the gene on, on Tyra, mm-hmm. finds a penis, and then is repulsed and stands up and just starts mocking Tyra Hunter laying on the street, bleeding profusely. Eventually, somebody is called because one of the, because a passerby is right. like... You still have to. I don't care what what you think of this person. You still have to call. Uh, you still have to give it's them help. Just do your freaking job. So why do you care if they have balls and a dick? Another, it doesn't matter. Another paramedic comes and uh, performs first aid and then puts puts Tyra in a an ambulance and and uh, Tyra is given basically this weird. She was given Narcan, which is not it's not what is used for a getting right. into a, a car accident. She was supposed to be given blood, but instead she was sort of put off into a, the wrong wing of the hospital. And inevitably, uh, Tyra is then dies of uh, blood loss. Right. And it's it's just a classic example of the way that transgender discrimination can happen at any moment. Yes. And I, and I don't think Trump needs when he does this, when he removes these rights from transgender people, he's not thinking, I need to help the doctor that doesn't want to perform no, surgery. No, he doesn't care. He, these doctors do it by themselves without any rule saying that they can. It's just yeah. a part of the way that some of these uh, less open-minded doctors, doctors work. Doctors need to see people as meat, and then you operate. That is it. I don't, like, doctors, like, you look at the inside of my body, we all look the exact same. Figure it out. And again, I'm not going to sit here and defame doctors because doctors didn't bring this issue up. Right. I didn't hear any doctors in any medical journals that I have been trying to look at because of because of uh, because of covid. No doctors care about this. Clamoring for this. So this this rule also will remove termination of pregnancy from the ACA's protected categories. Now, this is a move, obviously, reproductive rights groups uh, say will undermine access to abortion to the people who may need it more than anyone else, because these are people who might not have the money. If you have money and you know for a fact, we all know that one girl in high school with that one guy who both had a little bit of money, very conservative parents. She happened to go away for a weekend. Right. We all know we all have we all know someone like that. So don't sit here and pretend to be holier than thou because all everyone has made um, mistakes or have been have found themselves in a situation where their back is against the wall and they need help. And these people that are uh, reliant on the ACA are the most vulnerable. So uh, the HHS claims that this will relieve the American people of approximately 2.9 billion in unnecessary. This is their terms, unnecessary regulatory burdens. And that's over the next uh, five years. It's nothing. 2.9 billion in five years. 
It is nothing. This we have just passed. So we. The idea of fiscal conservatism is dead. Yeah. There is no such thing. And I hate when they use it in these situations. This is the only time where people, the Mitch McConnell and, and, and Tom Cotton's of the world. This is when they're going to say we need to be fiscally responsible. Meanwhile, they're going to pass, a you know, four hundred billion dollars for a war here, five hundred for a war there. We better continue to give all of our cops military goods for free. It's all a horse and pony show. The, the audacity that they would be like, this is going to save us $2.9 billion over five years. It is the equivalent of me dropping a dime and not picking it up. Yeah. The, and these, you know? these numbers are put in better perspective by normal people now because of these stimulus acts that shield out billions of dollars to corporations inadvertently or advertently yes uh so and it's uh, so that number is seems so minuscule now it's, in, it's, in, in post-coronavirus or not in mid-coronavirus uh america it is unbelievable the transgender law center has promised to file a lawsuit of course uh they said this in a statement they said um that the regulation changes put up more unnecessary barriers. Again, this is the regulation changes from the Trump administration put up more unnecessary barriers between two million trans people in the U.S. and the health care and insurance coverage they need. I personally would have um, this is me talking now. I personally believe that we have a better culture when people have better health care because that is I don't know. I'm not a total piece of shit and I'm not a great guy. So this is according to uh, TLC director Chris Hayashi. He says trans people should be able to seek medical care when we when we need help without being turned away or denied treatment because of who we are. Uh, goes on to say this appalling move by the Trump administration puts the lives of trans people in jeopardy, especially trans people living with HIV, black trans people and trans people of color trans people with disabilities and trans people living in rural areas and in southern states. Uh, the ACLU obviously has also come out uh, against this, uh, saying this this rule will embolden health care discrimination against transgender people, uh, those seeking reproductive health care and many other individuals who need health care. All well, a global pandemic is occurring. So Donald Trump, the politics of hate continue. And again, this is why he he's attempting to unite by division. I understand that's like straight out of 1984. It's the same thing when I see these ads where it's like, we're alone together. I'm like, don't make me do this. Mm -hmm. Do not make my brain do that because it's not true. I'm alone alone. Yes, I, I promise you. Yes. I promise you I'm alone alone. Um, <laughs> that's there's, the point for me. It's <laughs> the whole freaking point. Um, so this is just another example of that. He saw his poll number slip because of his response uh, to the protests. And this is a this is him attempting to find support from people who hate the same way that he hates. And it's the worst kind of politics. It brings out the worst people in politics and it brings out the worst even in good people. And yeah. that's what he does. He's been sucking at the soul of this country. So this is such a perfect crystalline example of that. The fact so that, perfect. that he it, he he looks for weak spots that involve absolutely. hatred, looks for the fault lines and fracks them up. Because who? I mean, it, it just no, blows my when mind. Did you think, honestly, Travis, have you went who? And, and this is to the audience. Obviously, everything is to the audience. Hello. Have you ever thought of this? 
Like, uh, have you ever did, thought, like, did it wake you up at night being like, I can't oh my God, wait. I think transgender people are getting surgeries for their hysterectomies. Like, nobody, nobody cares. Other this than is people, some twisted, like... Other than Jerry Falwell Jr., who tucks his cock and wears a dress at Liberty fucking University every Saturday night and whips himself for being a bad boy. Absolutely. That is it. It's these people who fixate on others. If you see a transgender person, you know what you do? You walk by him like they're a person. Who cares? Let them have their life. Or dare I say tip a hat. Or do however you treat anyone. Just you just who cares? I'll never understand people's obsession with other people's lives that have no impact on their life. I loathe going to the doctor. I I can't just the norm. I'm a white male straight guy. And I cannot stand well, going to the doctor. It gives me panic attacks. I'm about to go just to get fondled. And you, can you imagine just having to deal with the the shame and embarrassment involved with with uh, with being a trans, transgender person, not knowing a doctor? I mean, it, it takes a lot of courage to even go well, get we, a checkup. We have a, a listener. Um, she's out in, and you know, it's it. It's hard when you live on the coast and the coasts have their freaking problems. Yes. We have our form. I, I actually love I love the Midwest. I love the Midwest of this country. And quite frankly, everyone in the South that I've met is unbelievable. Love Nashville. It's one of my favorite places ever. I'd love to live there. I'm not. This is about the politics of these areas that is huge and systemic when it comes to. People in rural America, we have to remember how difficult that is. Here in New York, it's maybe a little bit different because transgender folks are just part of New York's fabric. You you walk by transgender folks, gay folks, big old tall Republican folks, big old tall not Republican folks, big old anti-war people, people who are, you know, you walk by every walk of life. Within six miles, because all Manhattan is is six miles. Yeah, it'd be really and, exhausting to hate all everyone that passes. Oh my god, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even do it. You, you're the Hasidic community. You have, we have so many. The, we're in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. It's Polish. Like you, there's so much. But when you're in rural America, I do try to remember that that is really difficult. And if there's one hospital or if there's one doctor's office twenty miles this way or that way or the other way, and that's all you got. Yeah, rules like this can really. It can really hurt and it can kill. And it uh, we need to be saving lives, not hurting lives. And uh, that's why Trump has to get out of office. But um, all right, everyone. Well, that's that's the episode for this week. Uh, hang in there. Keep up the good fight. Let us know what you guys uh, think. Feel free to reach out to me at uh, Ben Kissel on Instagram, Ben Kissel on Twitter, uh, Ghost Garbage for everything Travis related. Yes. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think and uh, keep on supporting Man, the show. Stay stay just as cool as the the protesters in Chaz. Which... I mean, I think they should be armed, but that's just me. The left has to get. I've, I've heard this money. The left got to start getting guns. I don't know. They do have at Chaz at the barricades. They do have people with. I guess firearms because it's an open carry state. Well, um, exercise your Second Amendment but they're rights. Not, they're not. They're not trying to flex on it. Doesn't Chaz also sound like a character in like real world Seattle? Like, doesn't Chaz sound like somebody? Yeah, doesn't uh, sound like the greatest guy in the world, but also like maybe he's the, called the Miz now and he's yeah. a pro wrestler. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful weekend and uh, hang in there. Keep up the good fight. We'll talk to you soon. Hail yourselves. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hold up. 